how many cats have you um, successfully had adoptions for? As of yesterday, we are at 528. Washington State Podcast. Here's your host, Scott Cowan. Today, my guests are Justin and Tori, and they are the owners and founders of the Spokane Kitty Cantina, obviously in Spokane. And my question to start this whole thing off is, my perception of coffee shops and restaurants are, they just gush money, they're super easy. No, they're really difficult and challenging. And then you decided to add cats. You're herding cats for a business, and I think it's <laughs> awesome. But how did you decide to couple the two together, and how did you get started? And welcome. Well, thank you. Thanks, thank Scott. You. <laughs> um, that's, a, that's a question that we can go super far back on, and I'll just give you the bullet points. Uh, you, you know, we, we both were kind of in food service throughout our you know, college life, and admittedly, I wasn't really excited to get a big boy job per se. Uh, I went to school to be a teacher and decided I probably wouldn't um, excel in that area for a lot of different reasons and just kind of wanted to, you know, do my own thing, start my own business. But uh, at that time, Tori was still in nursing school. So we kind of just floated through life until one day we're in uh, Portland and stumbled upon a cat cafe there. And it was our first time having exposure to that, to that model. And of course we had a thousand questions and those same questions are what we get on a daily basis. And I, which it, you know, I totally understand it. Uh, but the main thing is, you know, what the heck, what, are, you know, are you being nice to these cats? Like, what is this? And they just explained, these are shelter cats. We just give them a place to live. And, you know, our eyes just lit up We're like, holy cow, this might be what we want to do in the future. I wanted to open up a pizza joint and a bar. She wanted to do coffee. And so this is kind of the, the middle ground minus the pizza, of course, but, um, and the beer. Oh, well, yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's, it's a, it's a common medium where we can, um, share our, basically our, I don't want to call it a hobby. It's a lifestyle. Um, we have a six-year-old daughter and she's just banana bonkers for cats. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and I mean that in the most literal way you should see her stuffed animals uh so you know it, it was just one of those that landed in our lap we're like this is a family thing we can do i, I don't really want to drag my daughter to my job at the x or y but dragging my daughter to work at the cat cafe is something i don't really feel as bad about you know and okay. <laughs> not to All say right. she's in servitude quite yet she's only six but um that was that was the start that planted the seed where you know we had uh, we had something to look forward to, and um, from there it was just a matter of doing research, visiting other cafes, doing consultations, um, creating partnerships, and you know just opening the floodgates. And so we did dive right in, but it took years to dive in. Um, mm -hmm. It was definitely no easy task getting started for a multitude of reasons. Well, no, no business. I mean, well, I don't want to say no, but it, businesses in general don't happen easily for most of us most of us you know fall on our faces a few times you know oh i didn't know i needed to have 12 permits yeah. i didn't know that i had to 
do this or that. And hopefully those mistakes are not devastating both permanently or financially, you know? So I'm, I applaud you for your, your, uh, dedication and, and, you know, tenacity to get this thing going. Let's, let's, uh, let's talk about the cats. So are you, you, who did you partner with for, is it, is it the Humane Society there in Spokane or who, how are you? We are partnered with Spokanimal and we get a lot of uh, questions about how that works. There's a lot of politics, but the main reason a partnership needs to be static is uh, there's no way, shape or form to have cats from different groups come in together safely. So there just needs to be a level of consistency with the shots, the health checkups and stuff like that. That doesn't mean the shelters can't help each other, but we can only receive the cats from one designated shelter. And that makes perfect sense because, you know, shelter A may have slightly different protocol than shelter B. And yeah, how do you, okay. All right. Currently, if, if I were to walk into the cantina today, how many, how many cats are in the in cantina today? Do you want it? Five? Yeah, there's, there's only five and that's actually a very, very low amount. And okay. five cats is five cats. But um, for, for us, <laughs> that's a, a pretty low amount, which just means adoptions are going really good. <laughs> so what is, what's a kind of a normal amount then? What's kind of the, you know, your typical day or, you know? I'd say like, 10 to 12 is probably okay. normal. Um, we've had upwards of more or less. Um, For yeah. sure. Yeah. And there's, there's really no normal. I yeah. would, we're never, we're never able to anticipate exactly what will come, what won't come. Sometimes we go a week with no adoptions. Sometimes we go a week with 20 adoptions and it's it's like, Oh, okay. That happened. Uh, so, so- this is going to, I'm just, I, the, everybody that listens to the episodes hears me say the same thing. Warning, this will bounce around a lot. How many cats have you um, successfully had adoptions for? As of yesterday, we are at 528. <laughs> what? Our, our, goal, yeah. our goal was 100, but that was just not knowing what to expect. So we set 100 for, for one year. And we'll actually hit our one year here uh, in about six days on the 8th. That's our one year for the cafe inside being open. The drive-through open two hours, or I'm sorry, two weeks prior to that. Uh, so, yeah, we're, so we're cruising. You over a cat a day. Yeah, yeah. I did the math. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. something, yeah, it's silly. That's crazy. It's pretty bonkers, yeah. I mean, that's they're awesome. in and out. So, yeah, we're happy with that. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's, that's amazing that you guys have helped place 500 animals into caring homes. That's, that's awesome. Now the next question is how many cups of coffee have you sold? No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> hopefully more than 500. Um, so the shelter, you, you partnered with one and the cats come to you and they've got this great place to live and play and visitors. So what's the protocol? Like if I showed up and I, one to go into the cat room and possibly, you know, get to know somebody and maybe adopt, but let's just, you know, curiosity type thing. So how, cause they, they don't just run around the cafe. I mean, they're in their own area. Correct. How, how does somebody get to interact? I mean, what's the process there? 
Well, it's a, a moving target, Scott. Um, there's, we've changed the dynamics of the room so many times and it's probably more frustrating for our staff than it is for our guests. Uh, you know, the once upon a time we had visions of a space where people could mosey on in, you know, grab their drinks. And if they were in the mood to go pop in with the cats, awesome. Let's make that happen. Uh, right now, just getting out of the the restrictions, shutdowns, the mask mandates, all that stuff that was mm-hmm. super difficult to do um, safely and, you know, to stay in compliance. Uh, if you were to walk in today and I'm at the bar and you say, hi, I want to go see the cats. I'm going to give you this same spiel and say, hey, Scott, unfortunately, you know, we we don't have openings right now. Or I'll say um, there's an opening tonight, but it has to be reserved. You have to go through the website at this time. There's a legal waiver that the health department had us set up. And when you when you sign up, you're acknowledging that waiver. And then, of course, you're going to read the rules and the kiddo rules and how to how to do it safely for you and for the cats. Um, okay. Maybe down the road, there might be opportunity for, for walk-ins, but uh, it's just until we get clear of all the COVID nonsense, it's just not really feasible. So there's an opening tonight and I want to make my appointment. How long is my, how long am I making an appointment for? And what am I allowed? You know, I mean, let's, let's say I jump through that hoop. I go to your website, fill out the form. Now what? You want to take it? Yeah, so the appointment's for 50 minutes, um, and you get to hang out with the kitties for 50 minutes. You, uh, We're doing where kids younger than three aren't allowed at the moment, so three and older, uh, a kiddo to two kiddos to two parents. Um, well, technically, we have it at uh, maximum two kids per adult, yes, so yeah. of course, we have a child. We love kids, and we want mm-hmm. them to to grow and uh, understand the relationship between humans and animals and respect and all that. However, it is uh, incredibly difficult at times to make sure if we have several kiddos in there to make sure that they're, they're all able to respect the cats. And it's not that the kids add, they're just curious and excited. Uh, But these aren't cats at grandma's house. These are cats straight from the shelter. They're not all going to be nice. They're not all going to be happy to play. And Mm -hmm. uh, so it's, you know, we have to make sure the cats are, comfortable and safe in there. Well, I absolutely agree. I mean, I think you have to have an abundance of caution here. You want this to be successful both for the cats and for the people. So you're not going to just, you know, let the kids, not the kids are bad, don't mean anything, but you know, (laughs) you're not going to let them go in and and be unsupervised. And I wouldn't if it were my, my place. And so during the 50 minutes can interact with the cats. Let's, let's just say, since, like I said, when we started, you know, we've got three orange ones here. We, we we seem to be drawn to orange cats. There's an orange cat there. I think this cat's cool. I'm thinking that this might be a great potential addition to our, our household. For my wife that's listening, this is just theoretical. No more cats. <laughs> um, what would be the next step? So, you know, I come out of the cat room and I'm like, hey, this, this one's awesome. What do I do to give them a home? So you're, let's, let's rewind back. You're, you're still in the cat room right now. We call it the kitty lounge. So you're in the kitty lounge, you're on your reservation. You are in with your family or your friends or whoever you decided to show up with. Maybe you went by yourself. And while you're in the kitty lounge, there's, there's always going to be a staff member staffed. That's, that's one of the dilemmas with doing walk-ins. We have to make sure the room is staffed. We, 
mm. can't have, you know, we can't have guests in there and not have a, uh, okay. a cat care. So it's a, so so there's somebody somebody from okay. So there's person X is in there with me. Okay. Yep. Okay. And that person might not be necessarily hanging out with you. They might be in the back doing cleaning. There's a ton of that to do, of course, but they're also there <sighs> to answer all your questions and introduce you to who's who. Of course, make okay. sure you're following the rules, but uh, you're in there either to just hang out with the cats or you're in there to, to meet a family member. And that, okay. that cat caretaker is going to tell you, oh, that's that's Tigger. Tigger's two years old. Uh, Tigger has dietary needs or he's really grumpy or he's super nice. He's a lap cat, whatever. And then you can make your educated decision based on that info and based on the uh, the interaction with Tigger if you think he'd be a good fit for you. And if that is the case, you're going to tell the cat caretaker and uh, he or she will say, awesome. All right, Scott, here's a, here's a little sheet of paper. And that sheet of paper kind of has the rundown of the next steps. It's going to okay. prompt you to send an email, yada, yada. So we do enforce a sleep on it uh, waiting period. And during that time, no one else can claim dibs on your kitty. It's not really considered a hold. It's just the final um, okay. safety net to make sure you're not doing an impulsive adoption just in case you want it. You're starstruck. Right. You take Kitty home and then you bring it back the next day. That's what we do not want. So um, okay. that uh, it's, a, it's a little frustrating for some at times. And I, I, I totally get that. But at the same time, since we've started doing that, there's just been no returns. So that's that's the goal. <laughs> so uh, we, we want to make sure cats are going and, and staying, you know. Yeah, no, I totally, I totally think that's awesome. I, I, I love this idea, actually. I think it's, um, I don't love the cleanup idea, but I, because, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, anyway. Earlier, I, earlier you mentioned your daughter. She Does she come to work? Is she? Not officially. I can imagine, does she, does she enjoy going into the lounge and, and hanging out? Is this fun yeah, for her? She, she has a bit of a, a mindset where I think she thinks she's a celebrity in there. But she, <laughs> she does get to go in when it's obviously when it's not open. I'm going in there to clean, take pictures, do all, all the right. assessments and she'll be hanging out and I'll give her a job like, hey, will you make sure you give lots of love to, to this one or that one? So right. she, she does feel like she has a job and then it ends up with her just, you know, snuggling or playing. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, she if you asked her what she wanted to be when she grew up, she'd say, I want to be a treasure hunter and I want to work at the, the cafe. So that's, that's exciting for us. That's very cool. This is maybe a dangerous question to ask, but has she ever like bonded really? Like, I want to bring this one home, mom. Can we have this one at home? Mom, can we please, <laughs> please mom, can we bring fluffy home? And I, uh, how would you handle that? Because <laughs> Honestly, okay. uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm pointing to Tori right now, and she's smiling because she knows she's the guilty one of that. No, yeah, Minka, our daughter, does great. She doesn't do that because we also foster at home, so we're surrounded by cats all the time. I would say I'm the one that's guilty of any of the special needs ones. I'm like, we need to take this home. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, we just live surrounded by lots of cats, so... She does really well. How many well. cats do you have at home? Uh, we have three of our our kitties, and then okay. how many? Six fosters. Six fosters, yeah. At the moment. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So you guys are you guys are into this? Yeah. <laughs> that was another reason why we wanted to do this. So. <laughs> wow. Yeah. See, if it were me, I 
I thought, okay, so um, the Wenatchee Humane Society here has this. Whoever does their social media should like work for a for-profit company because they have an amazing social media profile that makes you want to like bring all the animals home. All, in fact, I had to like unfollow them, you know, block them on Facebook so that I wasn't running down there. Um, the divorce attorney would have cost me way more than all the animals. Oh man! Buy. But they so. I don't. I mean, I love what you guys are doing. I don't think I could work there because I think it probably be once a week. I'd be like, going, "Oh, well, this one needs to come out," and then you know, then I'm the crazy cat guy. You know, I'd have you know, you know I'd have twelve of them sitting in my not sitting, but you know, running around my house. And, <laughs> yeah, work. So I, I think I think it's great that your daughter is able to do this, and you guys have all these at home, and yeah, I just think it's awesome. I just know my limitations. Um, or maybe that's important. And I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm setting up, I'm setting up good barriers so that I don't trip and fall. <laughs> uh, so you've done this for just about a year at the time that we're recording this and you've done over 500 adoptions. <sighs> What's next? <laughs> uh, you know, is there a I, next? I mean, <laughs> I'm looking at my, cat on our counter licking the honeydew. Oh my gosh. Uh, and I can't go over there and, and leave you right now. So I'll just let That's her do that. That's no, no, that one. no one's <laughs> unbelievable. So what's next? You know, it's yeah, it's been a year. It still feels like we how do I put this delicately? We have a shirt that's a it has a picture of a cat in a litter box and it says trying to get my stuff together. Right, for right. a lack of colorful words and you know that is the that's the battle cry every day all day uh, welcome so, to the business for sure and uh, of course we're ambitious and of course we want to see how far we can take things but not until we can really dial in what we have there every day we're, we're learning uh, you know mm -hmm. not just business but about the cats and the the relationship with the shelter and how the dynamics work and there are, of course, behind the scenes hurdles that that anyone has to deal with, and the the show the show is going to go on. And you know, we we have big plans, but it, at the mm -hmm. expense of not making promises or, or this or that, we don't want to divulge sure. too much. But uh, we are we are ambitious with not just the the cat cafe itself, but just animal welfare. And um, I think with enough support and community support, which it's there, uh, Spokane can can kind of step up its game. I mean, we're already doing fantastic, but there's, mm -hmm. there's a lot of folks that want to get involved and want to help. And there's, there's a way to, to do that. Well, I just think, I mean, seriously, 500, 500 placements, 500 plus placements in a year is, is, I don't know what I was expecting. It wasn't 500. Okay. I really, okay. Same, here. Yeah, same here, <laughs> you know, like a hundred, I'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, cool. You know, but, but no, five, five times that. That's mind-boggling. Yeah. So let's shift a little bit, but let's talk about the the drive-through and all of that. So, how's all that going for you? How's how's the coffee biz? Sorry, pop up just hit. There we go. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Um, coffee coffee's doing well. Um, I definitely think we're always wanting to give extra and have that extra little edge and 
So just making sure we have time to, there's, there's definitely a lot that we're juggling, but we, we're excited that it's getting to summertime and less restrictions and hopefully, hopefully things will pick up as well. But yeah. It's, it's going so good. I'm, I'm on your website and, and, and Kenzie didn't take note of it. And, uh, what, what coffee, what are you guys serving? We serve Doma coffee. Okay. Which is delicious. Uh, okay. Why, why'd you pick them? And yeah, let's, 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 let's unpack the coffee just a little bit here. Um, there's a lot of factors. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. so many. Um, and there were, the, there's a lot of considerations as well. And Doma has from start to finish impressed the heck out of me with their willingness to get their hands dirty when we need help. Uh, they, I mean, they send reps in to, to educate, to do classes. They don't just, and not to say other companies do this, but Doma specifically has really just made it transparent how much they care about the success of who they give coffee to. They, um, I mean, they helped me set up the plumbing. They just did so much extra that they didn't need to do. And they've expressed if anything breaks down or, or whatever, they, they'll get a replacement in there. Their bottom line is, you know, you don't stop serving people, but they are very particular about their product and they, you know, they can't tell anyone how to make coffee, but they, <laughs> they have very, very strong suggestions in, in their classes. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. And, Standards are high, but overall, from from start to finish, they they give an education course on where the beans come from, fair trade, all that, and it's uh, it's really impressive. There's they're they're good people. That's awesome. That's 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 very cool. I'm reading your website while I'm, I'm looking here too. So I am I'm just so impressed. I just think this is such a cool. <laughs> Thank cool, you. So what? Okay, how do okay? I ask this question every episode, and I always like ponder how I'm going to ask it because, you know, I always explain. So you must have something along the way here must have sounded like a good idea, and it flopped it, for whatever reason. Is there one you're willing to share? Because I think you probably learned something. I mean, I, you know, I don't know. Cats and birds yeah. didn't go together. Who would have thought? You know, we thought we'd do birds too. You know, <laughs> so many things. Yeah. Huh. No well, amount. Specifically, like with the cats, has there been something that, um, yeah, just didn't, just hasn't worked out? Yeah. Man. Well, <laughs> <laughs> to not, uh, yeah, there, there's food, food in the cat room. Sure. That was one thing. When we first opened, yeah. we, we were allowing drinks and food and the cats are ravenous and yeah. will not let up. They will climb you. They, they, you know, some of them have never had that taste of creamy frosting or whatever. And we don't want oh. them to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not only do we not want messes in there, but you, you just can't even set your food down for a second. It's gone. You don't, it's not yours anymore. Well, especially if you have a cat with, you know, dietary restrictions and they're eating somebody's cupcake. Yeah. It's probably Absolutely. a recipe for disaster. Okay. Absolutely. So that's one thing. And we're okay. just now getting back into allowing adults only <laughs> to, to bring their drinks in and have a designated shelf that's, we hope, unreachable by the cats, but we've found they can get into anything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we've, <laughs> we've dressed the place up to have it be a, a cushy, oh. fluffy, enjoyable, inviting environment, but uh, the cats don't care. Uh -huh. They will destroy anything you put in there. They will 
um, make it theirs, they will claw it up and it's ours until it's not. So, yeah. So like cute pillows and things that make it very aesthetic. Uh, yeah, they don't care. So yeah. A, a nice comfortable upholstered chair has got yeah. claw marks on it within minutes. Okay. See, yeah. I would have done that. I would have put like a nice comfortable fabric sofa in there. I, I just, that's, I, as I say it, I sound, I realize how it, naive that sounds coming out of my mouth. I just know how I was setting it up, <laughs> put in comfortable sofas and chairs and release 10 cats and they're probably shredded in moments. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's not even necessarily yeah. the scratches. I mean, that's one thing, but it's, it's accidents, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. and that's, yeah. that's why we, it's not just cleaning when there's staff there. It's every morning, every night, sometimes even late at night. If I have too many kittens in there that just don't care at all, right. uh, you know, I, I got to be there. <laughs> and it's not just wipe it up. We have to use a certain compound that the shelter gives us. It's a very strict protocol. There's things that can be transferred through accidents. And oh, wow. we, we got to keep them healthy. And, you know, no one wants yeah. to see that or smell that or be around it. So it has to look clean. It has to smell. It has to feel clean. And it's important for the cats, but also for for guests that go in there. So when you started your journey, did you realize how much the sanitation would be? Because I'm, I mean, honestly, I was thinking, okay, we got to constantly keep those litter boxes immaculate. I wasn't thinking about accidents. So, yeah, how does how did that play into the whole business plan? It didn't. It, yeah. Okay. I mean, we, we knew we knew <laughs> there would be, uh, you know, some surprises, but it's, uh, yeah, it's it's an everyday thing. Not to say it's just like literally all over every day, but there's mm-hmm. there's never a morning where I show up and it's spotless. Yeah. There's always something, and whatever you expect that, and yeah, they're so, the cats. <laughs> so the room. At night, when you guys aren't there, are they allowed to have free run of the room, or are they do they have a so they have free run of the room all the time? Yep, and that's that's kind of the the model, and it's good and bad. You know, uh, it, it's good because they're they're free; they get to you know they're not stressed out; they get to do their thing, go where they want. Bad in the sense where if we do have one in there that's really hostile and and wants to bully the others. Uh, they might seize that opportunity to do that. But in general, Spoke Animal is pretty good about not sending us the the really, really grumpy ones. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. we don't want to turn cats away, but they they would have a better chance at placement in a different environment, typically. In, in, in a less social, you know, less, you know, like yeah. 10 or 12. So, you're, yeah, I just realized, you know, you, you close down for the night and you come back the next morning. I'm just thinking what happens in our house while we're sleeping. Um <laughs> Wow. <laughs> no rules. Wow. Okay. All right. Um, what's been the biggest surprise for over the first year for you guys? Good. Good surprise. I mean, what's what's been? I mean, you, you opened a business and then in a pandemic, you know, yeah, that, nothing could go wrong there, um, right? <laughs> but you, you, you know, but you opened you opened this this during a pandemic and you're navigating it and. What's been the biggest pleasant surprise for you? I think the adoption rate has been insane um, and the community support. Support. Yeah. Yeah. And not just necessarily financial, like give us your money, give us your money. It's when 
when we get a special, a very special cat, and when I mean special, I mean there's been some severe trauma or or an injury, something that needs just the right person, not just anyone come get this cat. We need, you know, you have to be able to do this, 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 and pay for this. And we can write up this bio, explain the story of the cats. And sure, kittens get a lot of hits. But when I get up a story about a special needs cat, it spreads like wildfire. And uh, it, it's amazing. People will just, when we don't even ask for it, people will just start sending money. And I'm like, I'm not set. I don't have a donation. Like I have a Venmo. What? <laughs> so, you know, for example, not money for us. For, for sure. Right. Yes. Right. But they, they do it. They do it out of the kindness of like, a, it's not something we're asking for. And people just start showering with gifts. They say, Ooh, whoever adopts, they can have a shirt and a gift card. And so people will put gifts and, financial support on the books of specific cats Mm -hmm. to not just to say, here's a free cat, but to, to help out and uh, incentivize adopters who might not know if they can afford it right away. And, but they're equipped at home to take care of the cat, that type of thing. Uh, But but just support, support in general has just been so silly, awesome. And we are, we're just so grateful. It's, it's crazy. So who's writing the, the copy for the, the, the bios for the cats. Is that you? Yeah, I'm guilty of that one. <laughs> How do you like writing bios all the day? All the time. <laughs> uh, it, you know, I enjoy it. The it's, you know, at the end of the day, we want to make sure we actually tell the story about the cat and not just right. make references to, you know, star Wars or Harry Potter, even though that's enjoyable, but uh, you know, a little bit of humor here and there and, and pop culture references kind of can, can click with, different age groups and you know if it's if it's going to get more eyes on the cat then heck i've done my job right and let's keep doing it right yeah so i'm on your uh i'm on your your gift shop right now and i'm looking at this the homegrown premium catnip and that (laughs) that photo is just hysterical i mean um how is how's how How's the shop doing? Is are people buying your swag? Are they are they supporting it that way? I mean, yeah. How's that working? Merchandise merchandise sells mm-hmm. in the cafe good. more frequently than um, than the website. I don't do a very good job of you know doing paid promotional posts to to push people there. But right, I mean, out of complete honesty, we don't always have as much stock as we'd like. A, it's it's really tough to get what we need right now. There's a lot of vendors that are not able to source certain colors and sizes, and you know, global shipping is pretty crazy. But yes, it is. Also, you know, when you when you buy a couple thousand shirts, it's going to set you back a little. So we we play small ball, and um, but the merch goes. The merch is awesome, and you know, a chunk of that merch does go into the, this this kind of pot where we we pump it towards. The cats that that need the most help, and it's not always just okay. We'll pay for their adoption. Uh, sometimes it's in the form of gifts or whatever. But um, ultimately, you know, when when folks are buying shirts and and different merchandise, they're also supporting that that movement yeah. of um, helping disadvantaged cats. Yeah, I think that's and just just like you know, once again, I'm nothing but compliments and kudos to you guys. Thank, <laughs> Thank you. you. So when you're not herding cats for a living, because you could put that on your LinkedIn profile and it'd be true. We herd cats <laughs> for a living. Um, <laughs> what do you guys, 
what do you do for fun and excitement around Spokane? Tell tell somebody. Okay, I'm going to share the story. So, <laughs> I'm obviously much older than you guys. And when I was growing up, and I grew up in Tacoma, so we can make all sorts of fun of me for that. But Spokane was this weird, not part of the world. It just didn't exist because I was one of those West Side people, you know. And you know, I was in the the shadow of Seattle, and Spokane was just I don't know, just not part of the world. <laughs> and we made fun of Spokane. So I had this negative stigma about Spokane up until about five years ago. And I was wrong. I'm first off, I'm going to admit I was completely wrong, but five years ago, I started going to Spokane. And so now that we live here in Wenatchee, my wife and I love to go see live music. And nine times out of 10, if I can see live music in Spokane, I'll pick it over Seattle. I really enjoy going to Spokane. I really think Spokane is just this cool cool community. And I'm not trying to curry favor with you. I'm just trying to acknowledge publicly yet again, my, I, somebody, I made a comment about Spokane on an early podcast episode and somebody started complaining about how I was this snob and how dare I speak bad about Spokane. And I wasn't trying to, I guess, but they were really, so whoever, if that person's listening, once again, I apologize. <laughs> I really like Spokane. So you guys spent most of your lives there. Next time I visit Spokane, give me a couple of things I should do that I might not have thought of. Oh man, I you're you're asking the lames here, okay? Yeah, and I, I don't mean that in a derogatory way. The our I feel like our life has just we're married to the cafe right now, but oh, that doesn't sure. that doesn't before mean the we... cafe. Okay, before the cafe, what did you guys do? What was fun? Or... Oh my gosh, our cat is going crazy. <laughs> um... <laughs> Just bonus. Oh yeah, and this could be a question pre pre kiddo. You know, now that now that we sure. do have a little one in our family, kind of everything centered around around that. So, sure, the the biggest thing, especially right now with what's deemed safe or not safe or whatever, is is trying to provide a, a lifestyle that's not just this depressing. You know, everyone's inside, and, and of course, we're we're really getting away from that. Like it's. Yeah. everything's slowly trickling back to 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 good and fun but mm-hmm. um you know i push people for any of the any of the hikes and it doesn't have to be some some big crazy planned out thing even going to beacon hill there's just a lot of little exploring and history and you know you run into um you run into that chimney stack out there and it, it, there's little descriptions and it just gets you thinking and there's there's a lot of history in spokane and uh okay. So that's that's where I would push people, but more of more of an outside approach. But um, you know, if you have a, a a group of individuals that are looking for some nightlight stuff, a nightlife stuff, there's a, a lot of uh, nightlight. There's, you know, I, I could just give my experiences and say, if you're into this, this is what I enjoy. And mm-hmm. um, well, okay, with the kid, let's ask you this question: Where's because a lot of our listeners have kids, and a lot of our followers have kids. Where's, in your opinion, a fun place to take a, a, a six-year-old in Spokane? Where's your daughter like to go? What does she like to a do? Lot. <laughs> yeah, she likes she likes video games, of course. But okay. you know, it's because like, we don't we don't play any at home or anything. And so, I mostly selfishly will say, "Hey, I think I used to go to Wonderland as a kid, and I used to do this and and." cheat the mini golf to get a free pass. And I'll say, so you're not going to do that. Cause I got in trouble, that type of thing. And, um, you know, trying to, 
to show her the stuff that we've done and we enjoy, but also let her kind of be a free thinker and decide sure. what she likes. And so we've, we've really figured out the things she enjoys. She, she enjoys the outside. She enjoys animals, but uh, you know, if she sees a bee, she's going to freak out that type of thing. So um, <laughs> right. she's a, she's a delicate flower and we love her to death and uh, sure. just slowly introducing her to a crazy world of um, current times and, as far as if we were to do a special event with her, anything water related, you know, yeah. even Silverwood at the, the water lake. park and going to the okay. lake, anything like that. She's she's personally. In. Yeah, it, it's just like the beach, anything like that. Um, okay. You know, I'd push people to go check out. Well, once upon a time, you know, Splashdown or Wild Waters. I don't know how they're currently doing. I know that's a bummer, but uh, yeah. Do you go down to the riverfront at all? I mean, Spokane Rivers, that park is, Riverside yeah. Park is really yeah. kind of cool. Yeah, um, we, we were just down there, actually. Yeah, no, it was super fun. I know, we're so, we're so involved with animals on our, it, during work and at home and fostering right. that I feel like we're kind of the uh, not you, you super just, outgoing bunch. At, <laughs> at, this, at this point in your lives, you just, you've got a full plate of cat herding. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And it's not an obligation though. We don't have to. No, no, no. I'm not. Totally. I don't, yeah. you guys don't, you don't give that off at all. I mean, you're like, going, <laughs> for sure. No, this is what we want to do. We're, exactly. We're enjoying this. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's out at the shelter. I, like, <laughs> I, I think just because she, I don't know if she respects it or admires it or whatever, but she, the kittens, what kid doesn't like kittens, you know? And totally. we're, in my eyes, I'm always on daddy mode and just like lessons and just trying to be the dad joke, whatever, but just, incorporating respect for life and, and human and animal interaction and how we, you know, coexist on the planet in the future. And I sometimes get way down the rabbit hole and talk to her about financial investments. And she's just looks at me like, <laughs> what are you talking about? And then I dial it back and say, okay, back to the kittens. How much is my um, allowance? And you want me to invest what into it? You know, mutual funds? <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> oh, that's, that's awesome. That's just, I love it. <laughs> what what else is okay so i feel like so you guys found you stumbled across this cantina thing in portland okay mm -hmm. and it obviously you know spoke to you enough that you've opened your own i mean that's not just like going, oh this is cool like i think it's cool i'm not going to open one here in wenatchee you you don't have to worry if you want to bring <laughs> one a cantina to wenatchee you're not going to have competition for me. Yeah, <laughs> yes. So there's a big difference in you guys' commitment. This really, really spoke and resonated with you. <laughs> big long pause. Todd, hopefully, will edit this out and he'll leave it there to embarrass me. <laughs> so, <clears throat> what else, though? I mean, not, in, in, you know, I know you're trying to do things in a, in a measured way and all of that, but. I guess quite blunt. Could you see this scaling to like another location? We would love that. Um, there's, there's so many, and I yeah, I don't want to steal the spotlight from you, Tori. Go ahead. Well, no, I like to say. <laughs> we would love that. We have learned. I mean, that's a hard, it's a hard thing to do because sometimes we don't have cats. Sometimes we have right. too many cats. I mean. So opening another location, there would have to be another partnership and a steady supply of cats. I mean, really. So I, there's so much to it. Um, we do want to. 
It just has to yeah. work, though. It's it has gotta, to work. Yeah. I mean, all, all day, every day, I, I, we get people, interested people, curious about the model and maybe wanting to start their own. We even have staff members that in the future hope to, to do their own thing, which right. is great. And you had mentioned, you know, competition in Wenatchee or this or that. And a lot of folks might think that this is something where, like, oh, what are you going to do about them? Or if another one sets up, like Bark, for example, when they first hit the scene, I'm sure they've been working on this for a long time. And I had some folks say, are you worried? Are you worried? And the same answer every time it, it's, there's no reason there can't be multiple as long as we're all doing the same thing. You know, if they had for set sure. up next door, I'd be a little upset, but they're, <laughs> they're in a different location. And I actually just recently had a meeting with their, their adoption coordinator and she's lovely. And we just collaborated and talked about what do you do that works? What, it, you know, we just help each yeah. other out. So it doesn't mean we're, in business together, but we're not enemies either. It's, it's, we both want to save animals. So, um, I would, I I would say realistically speaking, you know, we have had candid conversations with, with the shelters about, um, expansion or second locations and stuff. And it, it's not always as easy as you might think. There's not, there's, there's a business, we have a building and it, it does coffee shop numbers, but we have, animal rescue expenses. So right. though, though no cats means they're getting adoption or adopted, no cats also means, okay, one of our revenue streams is, is sliced off and it's not mm-hmm. the end of the world, but uh, that's our staffing. You know, those are the, the gals that we're, we're promising hours to. So we learning what we've learned so far, I wouldn't just jump blindly into another spot. It, you know, you, you have to be able to make sure you can provide a product that, you're, you know, you're committing to. Well, it's, you know, if you're juggling and you've got, and I can't juggle, but if you have three balls in the air, that's one thing. If you add a fourth ball, maybe they all come crashing down and it takes, you know, you can't just necessarily just keep adding, but I, maybe it's, maybe I'm being naive, but I think in, in the moment there might be a shortage, like today you might have five cats and tomorrow you might get a call and say, Hey, we got 10. Can you take 10? And you're like, okay. And then the next day is another 10. You're like, I don't know that we can, I don't know that we have the capacity. Right. So that part of the business is never in your control. But I also think that overall that shelter animals are far too abundant unfortunately i mean unfortunately yes. yes there's too many of them and and it's great that there are shelters and there and, and, but it's unfortunate that we need them in, you know in a perfect world so yeah i could see where having a second location and you're like yeah and if you can't let's say you have shelter a if this original location and now you partner with the shelter b and shelter b's doesn't have anything so your second location is devoid of kittens or cats you can't just like go grab three other and move them over to the other place. So I can see from a logistics standpoint. I, I just think though, from a, um, a good, doing good and feeling good, it would be cool to open another one. You know, For sure. which but that doesn't make it a business either. It, there's a balancing act here. Definitely. Yeah. There's there's a lot of dynamics with. We just have bright ideas all day, every day. And of course, all of them cost a truckload of money to, yeah. to get started. Uh, I mean, we just even truck. have just, a truck. just one truck. Just one truck. Just one truck. Okay. So, okay. You're not yeah. dreaming really big then, you know. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but, you know, it doesn't. 
second location doesn't mean kitty cantina. Number two, second location could be, you know, clinic. Second location could be oh. foster area. You know, there's there's a lot of things without trying to step on toes. But if if the demand was there and the help was needed and it was a resource to help the cats and the shelters, I mean, that's that's something that would be so fun. And, and there's there's a lot of yeah, there's a lot of ideas, but like I said, it's there's there's so many moving parts that it's it's tough to really focus on one right now. And yeah, cats cats come in in quantities, and then there's dry spells, which it is what it is. And so that's that's something we're working on all the time and making sure we don't book out these kitty visits and then not have cats. Yeah. And um, yeah, what would you do with that case? So let's say I want to show up next Friday, I'm arbitrarily. And I go online and, okay, Friday at 4 o'clock is available. Boom, book it. Friday at 2 o'clock, you go, hey, we don't have any cats. Uh-oh, Scott's going to go sit in a room by himself. He's probably not going to enjoy that. Yep. Um, what do you? How do you guys handle that? <laughs> we handle it all the time. Yeah. You know, okay. so, and this is a, yeah, this is a topic that we we can't blame our guests for wanting to plan ahead i don't of course sure. who doesn't want to you have a birthday come or whatever you know you have people from out of town let's let's plan a month ahead and right. one of the i shouldn't call it a disclaimers but one of the the little keynotes when you sign up we say you know we we sometimes are short on cats and we will we will reach out to you and so when you sign up you give your phone number and email and stuff and i've had to do that in the past where i send emails and say hey good news for the cats they all got adopted bad news for you is we, we just don't have anything for you and it breaks our heart to break your heart, but we, you know, we can't justify an experience that you're paying for, especially and have you show up. So uh, it takes a lot of effort on our part and a lot of communication, but it's part of it. And the alternative to that is to not let people reserve, you know, and just go day to day, which would also be, you know, frustrating for some. So we, we're, we're trying to make everyone happy while having the model be successful for, for the way we run it. And um, it just, the, it's the inconsistencies go hand in hand with the inconsistencies of the amount of cats that the shelter needs help with. So they, we can't force them to just come up with more or whatever, you know, there, there's a lot. Yeah. No. And it's interesting because, you know, I hadn't, I hadn't thought this through before before this conversation, and now I'm, I'm listening. In what I'm what I'm what I'm taking my takeaway from this is that you've built this business around a great idea, but it's really almost completely out of your control. One hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Think without the kitty part of the cantina is not in your control, totally. and you have to. I would drive me nuts. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a warrior. I'd be like, we're down to one cat. What do we do? I, I would drive me, me personally, nuts. But I think you guys come across as having a real, not relatively, a very healthy regard of it and how you're handling it. You're like, well, we're gonna have to send you the. the sorry, Scott, you, you booked this out. We, we, we just don't have anybody today. Love to have you at another time. You know and. Yeah, you're just always going to have that out of control part of your business, and that's you know. Yeah. <laughs> it, I agree. I mean, so not having cats usually means they've been adopted, so that is good news, right? Definitely, right. But but I can put all the little disclaimers in the world on the website, and they may or may not be read when you sign up. But 
I don't think it's healthy business practice on our part to just say, oh, well, we we warned them. You know, yeah. uh, it does take that extra. Like last night, for example, I was sending emails to everyone that has a visit tomorrow and saying, hey, just so you know, here's what we're working with. We'd love to have you if you if you still want to come, but if by chance you do want to reschedule, like I can help you with that. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it takes just so much time, but I would rather not have them show up and be frustrated. And I, and then I say, Oh, I told you so, you know, that that's not a good way to do things. And um, I don't know how sustainable it is, especially if I ever step away and give responsibility to a staff member, but you know, who, who the heck is going to be in charge of that. So you might call it a flaw. You might call it just too much attention to detail, but that's, that's currently what we're working with. Well, I, I think from a not, not, this is becoming more of a business business sounding podcast than a what about yeah. Washington? <laughs> but I think what you're describing to me though is also a differentiation between you and, and maybe somebody else. So it, I, I I just like what I'm hearing from you, and I am I you know for the business advice that you let's see you're not paying anything for it so it's worth exactly what you're paying for is zero but i i encourage you to just keep going what you're doing because it sounds it's just it just it shows that you guys are doing this for lots of great reasons not just as a shtick and i, and I never i don't want to say i don't think for one second i thought it was a shtick that's not what i'm trying to yeah, say yeah, totally. yeah. but sure. i could see somebody opening up thinking it would be oh this would be cool we'll have all these cats people will come in blah 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 blah, and you go and you know i th- like i think he just got up to because there's a cat doing something of entertainment value um <laughs> and, and i just think that you know you guys that's not your thing you're doing this out of compassion and care and sure. you're also trying to make it the best experience you can for your customers. And I, I just, I applaud you immensely. Thank you. What question haven't I asked? Is there something I haven't asked that we want to talk about? What are, what am I missing? Tell us your hours. Let's do all of that stuff. But, you know, I feel like yeah. I might've missed something. What did I miss? Well, you, you've covered a lot. You've covered yeah. the, the, I would say the basics, you know, um, had you been in a few times and experienced it yourself, you might have a fresh batch of questions. Right. If, uh, you know, let's say if I were taking a phone call or, or someone walked in and just, they'd never been in before, um, you know, and they do have a load of questions. It, it can be frustrating to, to receive the same questions over and over. But I always tell this to, to my, my staff and say, you know, these folks asking these questions, they're they're asking because they're interested, you know, they, they want to know. And so just giving them the bare bones is not really acceptable and to say, oh, you have to reserve online. Well, that that doesn't help them. Um, I, you know, we encourage those fruitful explanations of, well, and excited explanations of here's, here's what we do. Here's why we do it. Here's why you can't just go in right now. This is nap time. Mm-hmm. This is slow time. You know, there's, there's, there's designated reasons. And then you know, we have had a few folks that are like, you're just trying to get rich off the cats. And you you have to expect that. You know, you have to expect that. And I I totally respect that approach to to go in hot and heavy because they're looking out for the cats. And then it gives us the opportunity to say, Hey, here here's what we're you know, what we're actually about and not argue it, just be like, and here's why we do charge. Um <laughs> we pay more than a minimum wage in that room. We there's they're in there not just for the five hours. There's a load of supplies and, you know, 
medication type of things, mm-hmm. cleaner. Like there's just so much. We we dump the litter every single day. We're not just in there scooping it. Like it's just it costs a lot. But right. um, you know, and they might say, not my problem. I'll just go to the shelter. And we say, awesome. The shelters need help too. Like <laughs> adopt a cat or a dog from anywhere if you want. Mm-hmm adopt from us awesome you know uh, our model is specifically so you can meet those cats see how they do kind of in a cage-free stress-free environment see if they'd be a good fit for you sometimes you see a cute kitten in a cage you just don't know but if you're in that kitten or in that room with that kitten and it hops on your lap and starts purring you know you might say holy cow this is the one um right and that's you know long-term successful adoptions are what we're aiming for here Mm -hmm. and um so yeah, it, it, any platform I have to explain things, I love it. And just like this, this this podcast is fantastic because um, you know it might bring some clarity to some of the questions. Yeah. Well, where can people find out? You've referenced online a lot, so why don't you? And we'll put a link below. But you know, where can people find out more about you? In if they're in the Spokane area, obviously I'm going to making this up, but somebody from Seattle may not want to drive to Spokane to do this. But Spokane's <laughs> a large area. You know, where, where can people find out more about you and ultimately come and check you out? Well, um, our website is is going to have just kind of the, the skeleton bare bones info. It doesn't get updated on a daily basis with each cat. What's there? What's not there? You know, once upon a time, we wanted to put all the bios on the website, but they, they get adopted so fast that it's just not realistic. I mean, I'm kind of smart, but I'm not that smart. So social media, Facebook, and primarily Instagram. Instagram is, I get more messages there than I do phone calls or anything. And I'm always answering them. Um, I don't ever try to ghost anyone. If I, if I can help them, I will. Like I said, it's an opportunity to bring light to what we do. Um, but, you know, just popping in, even just popping into the cafe. We're open at 8 a.m. every day, weekdays. Uh, and Sundays we close at six Friday and Saturday, we close at eight. And like I said, eventually, gosh, we'd, we'd love to get to the, to the point where we can maybe offer some on the spot, you know, or college nights, you know, there's a lot of Mm -hmm. fun things, but we're just not quite there yet with, uh, getting out of the pandemic restrictions. Sure. Um, yeah. So what's your Instagram handle? It is Spokane kitty cantina. So at Spokane underscore kitty underscore cantina. Okay. And your website address is? KittyCantina.com. That's a great name, by the way. KittyCantina.com. You, you nailed it. You got a good good URL there. Um, Should we? No. Okay. <laughs> we had a different name, but we, we got it. was a little too edgy. We got away from that one. Got away from that. Okay. So, all right. And <laughs> once I stop recording, I'm going to ask. So you'll have to tell me the same. And we'll maybe. T- no, I'm just kidding. Anyway. Um, yeah. So both of you, thank you for making time to make this happen. I thank applaud you. you again. I think what you're doing is great. Um, I'm looking forward to my next visit in Spokane. I'm going to come by and check out the place and, and see it. I might not make an appointment to see cats, but I'm going to come by and, and look at everything because I think it's awesome. And thank you. Yeah. Thank you both for being here. Thanks, thank Scott. you so much. All right. Join us next time for another episode of the Exploring Washington State podcast.